Hello and welcome to the Talking Stuff podcast. I am Tyler Brown, of course, and we have to talk about Jake Paul because that's a big issue in the fight world right now. I mean, some people may not see it as an issue, but I do. He's everywhere. He is everywhere. Um, this this YouTube boxing is something that I was behind four years ago when KSI and Joe Weller started it in 2018. Then KSI and Logan Paul continued it. And then it kind of got a bit weirder on the rematch because that's when they went professional. And that's when it started getting a bit too invasive of the sport because it's now you have to pay for it on pay-per-view and they're fighting where also there's real fighters on those cards as well. And I'm not insulting the YouTube boxers, you know, well done for them to get in there. But, you know, to get in there and take a spot over a professional boxer just seems disrespectful. Um, and, And we saw that in the rematch for uh, Logan and KSI. And ever since Logan's pieced out and he's gone to fight Floyd Mayweather soon, I believe, is, is that this weekend he's going to fight Floyd? I haven't kept up with it. I, I'm i not a very big boxing fan. And 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 that's simply... It just There's too much going on in boxing for me to really care and keep up with. So I don't even try. I don't try to keep up. I, I won't attempt. But... Um, I know enough, and I believe it's Logan and Floyd this weekend. Uh, it's not Saturday night, is it? I don't know when it is. I don't. I actually don't know. I should have checked that before we started this podcast. I think it's soon. Um, but you know, this YouTube boxing is—it's strange. It's a strange issue, and it's a weird line of okay and not very okay. When. It is okay, I think, is those first two YouTube boxing cards where it was all YouTubers and no real fighter, professional fighter that's really put in the graft and really, you know, has worked years, has been in multiple fights, is getting, you know, uh, put under a a YouTube boxing fight. Uh, When it was those first two cards, it was full YouTubers. It's kind of fun. Um, It's ridiculous and... um, you know, do you really need YouTube boxing? Probably not. But if you're going to have it, I guess I, that is the way to do it. A, a full YouTuber event, you know, it's very similar to the, the football charity matches and all of that. Um, and it's pretty much inoffensive. Uh, the fight's mostly terrible. Um, but, you know, we you expect that. You don't expect five-star classic boxing fights with technique and uh, some of the best fighters in the world. You expect a kind of mud show and you expect messiness and and that's what you got but the thing is um it's no longer that it's now real fighters are getting put over or put under sorry these youtube fighters and, and that seems a little weird and now it's even evolved even more into people like jake paul fighting real fighters like ben Askren, uh and now soon to be tywin woodley and the tywin woodley thing is what really made me um want to do this podcast on this issue and the reason I wanted to do that is because when Tywin Woodley, the former welterweight champion of the world, is getting disrespected by Dana White, saying, listen, he's lost uh, four fights in a row, way past his prime, he's almost 40, it kind of just feels like it's an excuse to, if he loses and embarrasses the UFC, not MMA, if he embarrasses the UFC, because if he loses to Jake Paul, it's going to be a somewhat embarrassing loss. If he loses to Jake Paul, Dana White has 
basically put, put it in a failsafe. He's 40, he hasn't won in four years, he's obviously past his prime, and it's not the UFC's fault. We're not putting him out there. He's not under our contract. Don't even uh, don't even think of Tyron Woodley and the UFC being together where they're not an item. But it's disrespectful. And uh, there's some Jake Paul fans and people that are not educated, and I hate to use the word and be snobby about fighting, but people that are not educated in the issue, and it's just Tyron Woodley, oh, another bum. Oh, he's past his prime. He'll get done in. He'll go. He'll be done. That is insane. When, when Tyron Woodley's the former welterweight champion of the world, beat Robbie Lawler, a man with a very good chin, a man that is a, rarely has been knocked out, and he knocked him out. When he can control mm-hmm. uh, someone like um, uh, Stephen Thompson easily, that's another, uh, you know, in their fight that they had, that's another thing. But the thing is, it's... An interesting round because he is very strong on the wrestling in the uh, and very storly in his later career as Tyron Woods. When he was defending the belt, he had some boring fights. Um, and that's not disrespect, it's just simply true. Some The fights with Damian Meyer and that second Stephen Wonderboy Thompson fight were dull. Um, you know, didn't live up to what they could have been and were just horrible. I mean, those types of fights were... That lost Tyron Woodley, the George St. Pierre fight. The fight against Damien Meyer lost him the George St. Pierre fight. That would be massive for Tyron. Because Tyron was saying, I'm going to be better than GSP. I'm the world's weight GOAT. And I guess at this point, that's been disproven. Um, some now say it's Kamaru Usman, he's the world's weight GOAT. I still don't agree with that. I still think it's George St. Pierre. If Kamaru if Usman can get to the record of the title defences that George St. Pierre had, then... He can be called the GOAT. But he hasn't even really touched it yet. And that's not his fault. He's very early in his reign. And he has a lot of time to grow. And I don't see anyone stopping him anytime soon. But I still don't think that makes him the greatest of all time welterweight. Um, but yes, uh, you know, Tyron is is very, very good. He is elite. Um, even in his losses, the four losses that Dana White has talked about, it's against elite fighters. Kamaru Usman, who, as we said already, is being in, in the GOAT chat for greatest of all time welterweight, which I don't agree with, as I said, but he's still in that chat. Um, Kobe Covington, uh, a number one contender, you know, um, a guy that's, uh, I don't think it's four losses, is it? I think I was wrong on there, it's three. Uh, you know, Kobe Covington, a, a top guy. No, Gilbert Burns. Shall, let's not forget Gilbert Burns. It is four, because Kobe Covington, uh, top guy, didn't get finished by Kobe either. It got dominated, got dominated, he did, but Kobe Covington, a top welterweight contender, Going to fight Kamaru next for the Welterweight Championship. That's top contender. Uh, Gilbert Burns beat Tyron. He's a top contender and only faced Kamaru Usman earlier this year. Um, and finally, Vincent, uh, Vincent Luque, um, who I don't know much about, but he's still in that top welterweight class of, of great fighters and really high in the rankings. The thing is, these losses aren't against people on the prelims. It's not. It's against high-level guys, and maybe Tyron is out of his prime as a mixed martial artist, and maybe he will never get to his prime when it comes to winning championships again. And he's not in the UFC anymore, and I, I don't know where he'll fight. Uh, I don't think he'll go to Bellator, and, and if I'm him, you take the Jake Paul fight, hopefully you win and you retire. Uh, I think that's the way to go. But he's taken the Jake Paul fight. That's official August 28th. That's happening. It is signed, sealed, and delivered. Which is interesting. And to be fair to Jake Paul, if you're Jake Paul, that's a great fight for you to take. 
because it shows you have guts. I don't like Jake Paul. I think he's human scum. But to take a fight like this against a guy that it does have striking skill, Ben Askren didn't have striking skills. He simply didn't. He's a wrestler, uh, a wrestler that has had wear and tear to his body. And I'm not making excuses for Ben. Ben would probably even say he had no chance in that fight when it came to boxing. And he didn't. Um, and before that, Nate Robinson, come on. A basketball player? Nothing. Um, and, you know, the YouTube fights with Gibb and uh, Deji. You know, I give him those two fights, but they're against YouTubers. And I don't give them the, I don't give them the Nate Robinson or Ben Askren fight because they get, they're against guys that either had no boxing experience or very were very bad striking skills to mediocre striking skills and Ben Askren. I mean, it's ridiculous, but Tyron Woodley, on the other hand, does have striking skills. And I think the reason that Tyron Woodley is going to be getting a bit counted out here, besides if you're, if you're an MMA fan, you're behind Tyron Woodley full. I've seen on social media, Tyron Woodley's the new golden child, you know what I mean? But if you're, a, I guess, a person that doesn't really know about Tyron Woodley, people are counting him out. People are simply counting him out. Because people see, oh, Jake Paul knocked out Ben Askren. Oh, he must be very good then, because Ben Askren's a former mixed martial artist and champion in MMA, one of the greatest MMA competitors. Not striking-wise, if you did a bit of research, you'd find that out. Um, the thing is, these types of fights, it's... I feel for Tyron Woodley, because he was released from the UFC, which felt a bit harsh. You know, he was still losing against guys in the rankings, and there's been worse losing streaks than his. Let's talk about BJ Penn. Um, but... You know, he's out of the UFC. His MMA career doesn't really seem like it can go anywhere. Uh, he had to take this fight. He had to take this fight. Kamal Usman wouldn't have been given the fight. Kamal Usman was fighting to wanted to face Jake Paul. Number one, I don't think Jake would have signed the contract. Number two, Dana White would not let Jake fight. Dana White doesn't even let George St. Pierre fight uh, Oscar De La Hoya. So, you know, Tyron Woodley's the only man that could come up here. And Tyron's an actual challenge. Tyron is a very good challenge. He's knocked out Robbie Lawler. He has power in those hands. He still had power even in his last fight. You know, it's it's not like he has his power diminished. It's not like his skills have diminished. They're still there. Um, just not against the best mix, mixed martial artists. But I think they will be there certainly against Jake Paul, who, no offence to the lad, but he, listen, had a few boxing fights against guys that are not professionals. Three, three professional boxing fights, every one of them, not really true professionals. So, you know, this is, this is Jake's fight to lose, uh, but not really. It's Jake's fight to lose because I don't see him winning this. Um, but it's also, if Jake loses, what does he really, really lose when it comes to stock? Well, he loses um, a bit of mystique because really, once Jake Paul loses, all that trash talk kind of floats away and there's no reason to really book him again for a boxing fight because the whole, the whole point of watching Jake Paul fight for many people is to see him get knocked out. And if he gets knocked out or beaten by Tyron Woodley, that esteem goes away. We've seen it already. You've, t you've taken that trick out. You've used the trick. You can't use it again. Jake's done. If Jake wins, oh my God, his stock will rise. His stock will rise. But the, the thing is, how far can it rise? Because the truth is, many people are just saying now that Tyron Woodley's uh, he's washed up, he's a bum. The thing is, it, whatever Jake Paul does, whether it's a win or a lose, and I hate Jake, but the fact is, I don't hate him enough to discount this, that he signed this contract. I think it's, he has balls to do it, to sign this contract against Tyron Woodley. Um, but the thing is, 
everyone is just going to say, no, that victory doesn't count. It doesn't count. I'm saying it right now, those first three victories aren't too special in my mind. If he beats Tyron Woodley, I will give him his due, and I'll do it on this very podcast. I will clap, I'll say, well done, sir, you did it. Many people won't. Many people will, Tyron's washed up anyway, it doesn't count. So what can Jake really do to get people on side? He's a very bad human being. He's a very bad human being. If he had a personality, and if he had a personality people could get behind, or even was just a bad guy that was at least was obviously playing a character, something like a Chael Sonnen or uh, Kobe Covington, then people would get behind him. But he's obviously just a dick, and that's a real-life dick. There's, it's no fake, it's no, let's sell pay-per-views with this character. He just seems to be a dick. That's the problem. I've obviously never met the guy, and I'm insulting him without really meeting him in person, but from what he puts out on the internet, he's a dick. And if he's willing to put the shit out that he puts out, then I, get, I think I can give my two cents about him. Um, you know, so there you go. It's Tyrone's fight to really lose, because if he loses against Jake Paul, it's going to be Ben Askren treatment here. It's going to be Ben Askren treatment of, well, what do we remember Ben Askren for? Getting knocked out in five seconds and then getting knocked out to Jake Paul. And that, and I'm sorry to say it, but to the average viewer, that will always be what Ben Askren is now. The guy that lost in five seconds to Jorge Masvidal due to the flying knee, one of the greatest knockouts in UFC history, if not the greatest in MMA. Um, and the one who lost to Jake Paul in a couple of you know minutes. It's um, it's not a, a route I want Tyron to go down. I, that's the thing you're risking. Because Jake is taking fights against guys that are either out of their prime or you haven't even started, and they're unexperienced. Um, he's taking smart fights, at least he has so far. Tyron Woodley is not the smartest fight to take. Um, just because, really, what does... Um, what does he really get out of it? Because the haters are going to hate. The people that like him are going to like him either way. Um, and I guess he proves himself to MMA fans, but does he really want that? Uh, that's the whole thing about this YouTube boxing. It doesn't need to exist in the first place. The problem is it does exist, and there's no way of getting rid of it now. It, it went from YouTubers facing YouTubers, which I'm completely fine with, to now YouTubers taking spots from real fighters, to now YouTubers main eventing pay-per-views that the, these companies just throw out there. And, and, and the thing is, they advertise around this one fight, the one main event, and a bit of music. That card with Ben Askren and Jake Paul was atrocious. It was either Snoop Dogg or it was bloody music all over the place, artists, live performances. I might as well be watching a gig. Add in Jake Paul, it's a clown show. And, you know, there's a market for that, and that's been proven because Jake Paul's the most talked about guy in MMA, really. Besides from that 18-year-old little fellow with the, uh, what's his name, Hishbella or something, who I keep seeing. Um, Jake is the most talked about guy in the world of fighting, let alone mixed martial arts. And that's very telling. That's very telling because who else can we talk about? You know, we can't really talk about Conor anymore. Conor's been cemented as a legend of MMA anyway, but also he's losing his esteem now because he has lost against Dustin Poirier and this rematch is still very big, but it's not the most talked about thing in the world. Um, there's no one else to really talk about. There's no one else that an average fan wants to talk about. Who, Jorge Masvidal? Not anymore, Kamau Usman knocked him out. Kamau Usman? Well, kind of, but he doesn't really have 
the personality to connect with an average audience. There's no other stars. I'm ashamed to say it. There's no other star. Maybe Dustin Poirier. But I'm seeing a lot more Jake Paul than Dustin Poirier. And it's frightening. And it's frightening that the people in the UFC and UFC fighters are talking about this guy. It scares me that every press conference now, there's one question about Jake Paul, if not multiple. He is infecting himself into the sport. He is seeping into every crack in the ground. And he's just getting in there. He's a genius. I will give it to him. It is a genius move from Jake Paul. And if we were in Jake Paul's position, we would do it. But I still hate it. I hate it. Um, and it's not doing good things, in my opinion. It's, um, it's, it's leading us down freak show fights, gimme fights and bullshit. Bullshit alley. That's what I'll call it. It's, it's leading us down bullshit alley. Um, and it's annoying. It's, it, it shouldn't have a place, but it does. So what can we do? Um, in other MMA news, obviously we've got Connor and Poirier, uh, July 10th, which is very exciting. And we've got Israel and Marvin Vittori uh, coming up as well. And those are two interesting fights. This entire month, this summer month, the season is stacked beyond belief. I mean, look at the McGregor card. Some great fights on the McGregor and Poirier itself. And McGregor and Poirier is going to be interesting. Because if McGregor loses, what does he do? If McGregor loses, will he face Jake Paul to get his name back on the map? Really? He might. He might. Um, I, 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 he may. It's weird, but he may. He may actually go and he may say, well, listen, obviously MMA is not doing it for me anymore. Where can I go after this? He wouldn't really go to welterweight if he lost to Dustin. I don't think he, there's much stock for him to go there if he did. Um, below, obviously, he would never go back to featherweight. And there's no other way to really go or, or have a place to go. Uh, so it's simply, um, it's simply maybe Jake Paul. Because Jake Paul is, is the fight people are talking about. Jake Paul and Conor McGregor is the fight that people are talking about. Jake Paul is the... F is what everyone's talking about, whether people like it or not. Maybe Conor goes and fights Jake Paul in a boxing fight. And what's happening with the Floyd and, you know, Floyd and bloody Logan Paul, that is the most ridiculous fight. That is the most ridiculous fight because no one is getting anything out of it. No one. There is no chance in hell. In hell, I am saying it. This is my prediction for the Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather fight. There is no chance in hell Logan Paul wins. So there's no one winning here. Because if Floyd wins, what's he going to say? Oh yeah, I beat Logan Paul. I saw a thing that said, um, whoever wins, the winner's not going to be announced. Knockouts are going to be allowed, but there is no really true winner. So it doesn't really affect anything. It's just ridiculous. It reminds me of Roy Jones Jr. and Tyson from last year. Just ridiculous rules. And, and to make everyone happy. But there's no chance Logan's going to win. There's no chance. Um, and Floyd's going to win, and Floyd's not going to get anything out of it. It's, it's the most wasteful fight it, to be put on. You know, it, it doesn't benefit anyone. It doesn't benefit the sport. It doesn't benefit Logan Paul, because he's not going to win. And if he loses, doesn't really, he doesn't really move up or down and stop. I guess he has the balls to face Floyd Mayweather. 
it's not ben it's not a business deal it's not smart and really i don't think anyone cares because everyone knows what's going to happen and anyway jake paul stole the headlines from that fight either way because he stole floyd's hat and that was ridiculous the press conferences for these boxing fights with youtubers are the worst there's a tiktok uh, tiktok of a youtubers boxing fight coming up soon it was one of the worst press conferences i ever saw uh the press conference for Logan and Floyd was boring until uh, Jake took his hat and really any Jake Paul conference, uh, press conference is bloody cringeworthy and shite throughout, um, unless Ben Askren's throwing some good barbs in there. But, you know, it's it's no one's winning here. No one's winning. Um, a benefit, though, of this facade of YouTube boxing um, is that it's getting a good couple of fans on to watch other things uh, in the sport. I know my mate, Lawrence Chapman, there's a little call, a little shout-out for him there. He watched uh, the KSI and Logan fights, and that kind of got him into combat sports, and now he's a massive MMA fan, and we talk about it all the time. Uh, so there are some benefits. I think it is bringing some eyes into the sport and into different sectors. It's giving people that may have never given combat sports a, a chance, a a chance to at least get exposed to it and they may want to watch more uh, and they may become a hardcore fan. So that's a benefit of it. But really, other than that, there's no other benefits to it. And really, there's no other benefits to me rounding on. So I will end this podcast here. But man, we'll have to see how this Logan and Mayweather fight goes. We'll have to see how Jake and uh, Ty and Woodley go in, in a couple of months. And the state of combat sports where the fighters are barely getting talked about is uh, it's a scary state. It's a scary state. But uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.